Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. We have a better covenant upon better promises, and we have a better relationship with God. We were at such a desperate place that Andrew, it was like life. It was just life that was coming from the television. And every area in our life has been turned right side up. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Thursday's broadcast of The Gospel Truth. Today, I'm just about to the end of my series on The War Is Over. That's what this book is. That's what all of these teachings are, CDs, DVDs, English, Spanish. And I've been teaching on this for five weeks. Tomorrow will be my last day to teach on this. And so I would like to encourage you to please go to the effort of getting this teaching. I really believe it would change your life. This is one of the most important things that God has ever shown me, and I just know it would change your life. You can go to our website, and you can actually get this material free of charge if you want it that way. It's all there. You can download it. I'm not doing this trying to make money. I'm doing this trying to get the gospel out to you. And I really believe that this is a life-changing teaching. Tomorrow will be my last day to make this offer over our television, so please go to the effort of, of doing something about it today. Yesterday, I was teaching from 1 John chapter 2, and I used verses 3 through 6 talking about... where. Let me just go back and read some of this. Verse 3 says, "...and hereby we do know that we know Him if we keep His commandments." I was describing a condition I call spiritual dyslexia. Dyslexia is where you see things backwards. And there is a spiritual dyslexia. Religion is what causes it. Close contact with religion. It's a communicable disease. And it causes you to see things backwards. This isn't saying that if you will keep the commandments, you'll know God, but it's saying that knowing God will cause you to keep the commandments. John was writing this to people who were claiming to have a relationship with God, but there was no evidence of it in their life. As a matter of fact, they were living in sin. They were living in ungodliness of all kinds, and yet they were proclaiming that they had a superior knowledge of God. And he says, no, a truly, person who truly knows God, it will be reflected in your actions. Not perfectly, because we don't have a glorified body and a glorified soul yet. And so there is room for making mistakes but a person who just says, oh, I'm tight with the Lord. Everything's good between me and God, and yet you are promoting ungodliness. You are rejoicing in it. You're glorying in it. There is no conviction in your heart when you go out and hurt people and do things that destroy them. The Bible says right here, the next verse says, He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. You can say what you want to. But I can guarantee you, your actions speak so loud that I can't hear what you say. That's quite a statement. And then he says this in verse 7. He says, Brethren, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment which ye had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which ye have heard from the beginning. And then in verse 8, he says, Again, a new commandment I write unto you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is past and the true light now shineth. So which is it? He says in verse 7 that he's not writing a new commandment, and then in verse 8 he says, I'm writing a new commandment. Which is it? Is it new or isn't it new? I think that this is the way we would say, this is the same thing, but it's different. 
IT'S THE SAME TRUTH, BUT IT'S DIFFERENT. AND WHAT HE'S, WHAT HE'S SAYING, HE'S JUST BEEN TALKED ABOUT THAT, YOU KNOW WHAT, UNDER THE GRACE OF GOD, IT IS NOT OUR PERFORMANCE THAT WE RELATE TO GOD ON. IT'S ONLY OUR FAITH IN JESUS. UNDER THE OLD COVENANT, YOU HAD TO DO RIGHT IN ORDER TO GET RIGHT. BUT UNDER THE NEW COVENANT, IT'S NOT BASED ON YOUR PERFORMANCE. YOU GET IT BECAUSE OF YOUR FAITH IN JESUS. BUT DOES THAT MEAN THAT YOU DON'T KEEP THE OLD TESTAMENT LAW? DOES THAT MEAN THAT YOU NOW JUST THROW OUT THE FACT THAT, YOU KNOW, YOU SHOULDN'T KILL? YOU OUGHT TO HONOR YOUR PARENTS? YOU OUGHT TO DO THESE THINGS? SHOULD WE NOW JUST THROW THOSE THINGS OUT BECAUSE WE AREN'T UNDER THE LAW? NO, it, IT'S A NEW COMMANDMENT, BUT IT'S NOT NEW. IT'S THE SAME POINT. IT'S JUST THAT NOW I LIVE HOLY AS A FRUIT, AS A BYPRODUCT OF RELATIONSHIP WITH GOD, NOT THE WAY TO GET RELATIONSHIP WITH GOD. MAN, I PRAY THAT YOU GOT THAT. IN OTHER WORDS, WE STILL ACT RIGHT. DID YOU KNOW THAT THERE WAS NOTHING WRONG WITH THE LAW? THE LAW WAS PERFECT. THE LAW GAVE US A PERFECT STANDARD OF WHAT WE WERE SUPPOSED TO BE LIKE, NOT SO THAT WE COULD DO ALL OF THE THINGS CONTAINED IN IT, BECAUSE YOU JUST CAN'T DO IT. DID YOU KNOW THAT SOME OF THE OLD TESTAMENT LAW IS ABOUT IF YOU HAVE A MOLE ON YOUR BODY, YOU'RE DEFILED? I THINK THAT'S AROUND LEVITICUS CHAPTER 20 WHEN IT'S GIVING THE QUALIFICATIONS of, a, OF THE PRIEST. THE PRIEST COULDN'T HAVE A MOLE ON THEIR BODY. THEY COULDN'T HAVE A FLAT NOSE. THEY COULDN'T HAVE BAD POSTURE. THEY COULDN'T BE LEFT-HANDED. DID YOU KNOW ALL OF THOSE THINGS WERE PARTS OF THE LAW? WHY DID GOD SAY THOSE THINGS? BECAUSE THE PRIEST WAS SUPPOSED TO REPRESENT JESUS, PERFECTION. AND IT WAS GIVING US A STANDARD OF WHAT PERFECTION WAS. UNDER THE NEW COVENANT, IT SAYS IN PETER THAT WE ARE NOW ALL KINGS AND PRIESTS TO THE LORD. IF YOU WERE TO JUST... IF YOU WERE TO THINK THAT WE ARE STILL LIVING UNDER THE OLD TESTAMENT LAW, THEN THAT WOULD MEAN THAT IF YOU HAVE A MOLE ON YOUR BODY, IF YOU HAVE A FLAT NOSE, A, a CROOKED BACK, AND THINGS LIKE THIS, YOU COULDN'T BE SAVED. WHY DID GOD GIVE THOSE LAWS? BECAUSE, FOR ONE THING, IT WAS A PICTURE OF JESUS AND HE WAS PERFECTION, BUT IT WASN'T SO THAT YOU COULD GO BURN THE MOLES OFF OF YOUR BODY, GET PLASTIC SURGERY AND FIX YOUR NOSE. IT WAS JUST SHOWING YOU THAT IF YOU THINK THAT YOU'RE GOOD ENOUGH, IF YOU THINK THAT SOMEHOW OR ANOTHER, I OWE YOU RELATIONSHIP BECAUSE YOU LIVE BETTER THAN THIS PERSON OVER THERE, I'LL SHOW YOU WHAT MY STANDARD OF PERFECTION IS. AND HE SHOWED THAT GOD DIDN'T CREATE US WITH MOLES. THAT IS A RESULT OF THE FALL. THAT IS A uh, NEGATIVE THING THAT HAPPENED AFTER IMPERFECTION ENTERED INTO THE EARTH. FLAT NOSES, uh, WRONG POSTURE, ALL OF THESE THINGS ARE WRONG. IS GOD SAYING THAT BECAUSE HE HATES PEOPLE WITH MOLES? IS HE SAYING IT BECAUSE HE WANTS YOU TO GO BURN THE MOLES OFF OF YOUR BODY? NO. BUT IF YOU ARE GOING TO TRUST THAT GOD uh, IS GOING TO RELATE TO YOU BECAUSE YOU'RE WORTHY OF IT, BECAUSE YOU DESERVE IT, GOD JUST WANTED TO SHOW YOU THAT NO, YOU AREN'T WORTHY. NO, YOU'RE IMPERFECT. NO, YOU'VE GOT MOLES. NO, YOUR POSTURE ISN'T STRAIGHT. HE LOVES YOU, AND HE WOULDN'T HAVE EVER MENTIONED IT, EXCEPT THAT WE WERE PROMOTING OUR OWN GOODNESS AND OUR OWN HOLINESS, AND SO THEREFORE GOD SAID, ALL RIGHT, LET ME SHOW YOU WHAT PERFECTION IS. AND HE GAVE US THIS STANDARD THAT WAS SO FAR BEYOND OUR ABILITY TO REACH IT THAT IT WAS TO MAKE US DESPAIR OF OUR SELF-RIGHTEOUSNESS, AND WE'D JUST THROW OURSELVES ON THE MERCY OF GOD AND ASK FOR FORGIVENESS. SO, HE HAS WRITTEN A NEW COMMANDMENT. NOW, GOD RELATES TO US BY LOVE, NOT BASED ON PERFORMANCE. BUT IN ANOTHER SENSE, HE HASN'T REALLY CHANGED ANYTHING. IT'S THE SAME AS THE OLD THING, EXCEPT NOW IT COMES AS A FRUIT AND NOT THE ROOT OF SALVATION. 
LET ME TURN OVER HERE TO THE BOOK OF ROMANS AND MAKE THIS SAME POINT. THIS IS THE APOSTLE PAUL SAYING THESE SAME THINGS. SO IN ROMANS CHAPTER 6 AND IN VERSE 20, IT SAYS, WHEN YOU WERE THE SERVANTS OF SIN, YOU WERE FREE FROM RIGHTEOUSNESS. WHAT FRUIT HAD YE THEN IN THOSE THINGS WHEREOF YOU ARE NOW ASHAMED? FOR THE END OF THOSE THINGS IS DEATH. BEFORE WE GOT BORN AGAIN, WE WERE PRODUCING FRUIT THAT WENT ALONG WITH BEING A LOST PERSON. YOU KNOW WHY PEOPLE SIN? BECAUSE THEY'RE SINNERS. IT'S JUST NATURAL. YOU KNOW, IT ALWAYS AMAZES ME. I GO OVER TO THESE PEOPLE'S HOUSES. I'VE BEEN OVER TO PEOPLE'S HOUSES THAT ARE FRIENDS OF MINE, AND THEY HAVE A DOG. AND, then, YOU KNOW, I, I REMEMBER one, ONE PLACE I WENT OVER, THIS LITTLE DOG GOT SO EXCITED, IT JUST WET ALL OVER THE ENTRYWAY. AND THEY WERE JUST SO EMBARRASSED. OH, I CAN'T BELIEVE IT DID THIS. AND I SAID, HEY, IT'S THE DOG IN IT. YOU KNOW, YOU CAN PUT A BOW IN ITS HAIR AND YOU CAN PAINT THE TOENAILS AND YOU CAN GET IT ALL FIXED UP, BUT IT'S A DOG. AND THAT'S THE REASON THEY ACT LIKE A DOG. THEY'LL COME UP AND STICK THEIR NOSE SOMEPLACE THAT THEY DON'T HAVE ANY BUSINESS STICKING THEIR NOSE AND PEOPLE, OH, I JUST CAN'T BELIEVE A DOG DID THAT. BUT THAT'S BECAUSE THEY'RE A DOG. YOU CAN DRESS THEM UP AND YOU CAN MAKE THEM THINK THAT THEY'RE A MEMBER OF THE FAMILY, BUT THEY ARE A DOG. I'M NOT A DOG HATER. I LOVE DOGS. I'VE HAD DOGS, BUT I'M SAYING, THAT THE REASON DOGS ACT LIKE THAT'S BECAUSE THEY ARE A DOG. IF YOU LEAVE THEM BY THEMSELVES, I GUARANTEE YOU A DOG WILL ACT LIKE A DOG. NOW, THEY MIGHT... YOU CAN GET THEM TO MODIFY THEIR BEHAVIOR AROUND YOU TO A DEGREE, BUT THEY ARE A DOG, AND YOU LEAVE THEM BY THEMSELVES, THEY'RE GOING TO ACT LIKE A DOG. THE REASON PEOPLE ACT LIKE A SINNER IS BECAUSE THEY ARE A SINNER. AND THAT'S WHAT HE'S SAYING. WHAT FRUIT HAD YOU THEN? WELL, YOU HAD A LOT OF FRUIT. BEFORE YOU GOT BORN AGAIN, YOU WERE ACTING LIKE A SINNER BECAUSE THAT'S WHO YOU WERE. BUT LOOK AT THIS IN VERSE 22. IT SAYS, BUT NOW, BEING MADE FREE FROM SIN AND BECOME SERVANTS TO GOD, YOU HAVE YOUR FRUIT UNTO HOLINESS AND THE END EVERLASTING LIFE. NOW LOOK AT THIS. IN VERSE 20 UP HERE, HE SAYS, WHEN YOU WERE THE SERVANTS OF SIN, YOU WERE FREE FROM RIGHTEOUSNESS. THE SERVANTS OF SIN HERE IS TALKING ABOUT BEFORE YOU'RE BORN AGAIN, YOU WERE FREE FROM RIGHTEOUSNESS. DID THIS MEAN THAT A PERSON WHO'S NOT BORN AGAIN CAN'T DO ANYTHING THAT'S GOOD? YOU CAN'T DO ANYTHING THAT'S RIGHTEOUS? NO, THAT'S NOT WHAT THIS IS SAYING. THERE ARE SOME PEOPLE THAT DON'T KNOW THE LORD, AND YET THEY'RE NICE PEOPLE. THEY TREAT OTHER PEOPLE NICELY. THEY HELP PEOPLE ACROSS THE STREET. THEY DO THINGS. THIS IS NOT SAYING THAT A PERSON THAT DOESN'T KNOW THE LORD CAN'T DO ANYTHING GOOD. BUT WHAT IT IS SAYING IS THAT THAT GOODNESS THAT A LOST MAN DOES DOESN'T CHANGE HIS NATURE. HE IS BY NATURE A SINNER, AND YOUR GOODNESS CAN'T MAKE YOU GOOD. BUT THEN IN THE 22ND VERSE, LOOK AT THIS. IF YOU ACCEPT THAT POINT, THEN IN THE 22ND VERSE, THE EXACT SAME TERMS ARE USED, BUT NOW THEY'RE REVERSED. IN VERSE 22, IT SAYS, BUT NOW BEING MADE FREE FROM SIN, AND YOU BECOME SERVANTS TO GOD, YOU HAVE YOUR FRUIT UNTO HOLINESS AND THE END EVERLASTING LIFE. SO LOOK AT THIS. NOW IT SAYS YOU ARE SERVANTS TO GOD. IF IN VERSE 20, SERVANTS TO SIN MEANT BEFORE YOU'RE BORN AGAIN, NOW IN VERSE 22, SERVANTS TO GOD IS TALKING ABOUT AFTER YOU ARE BORN AGAIN. AND IN THE SAME WAY THAT IN VERSE 20, BEFORE YOU WERE BORN AGAIN, YOU COULD DO GOOD THINGS, BUT THOSE GOOD THINGS WOULDN'T CHANGE YOUR SINFUL NATURE. NOW IT'S SAYING IN VERSE 22 THAT IF YOU ARE BORN AGAIN, YOU ARE MADE FREE FROM SIN. THAT DOESN'T MEAN THAT A BORN-AGAIN PERSON CAN'T SIN. ALL OF US KNOW BY EXPERIENCE THAT THAT'S WRONG. WE, we GET MAD, WE LUST, WE DO SOME THINGS AND STUFF. A BORN-AGAIN PERSON CAN SIN, BUT WHAT THIS IS SAYING IS 
THAT THAT SIN THAT YOU COMMIT AS A CHRISTIAN DOESN'T CHANGE YOUR RIGHTEOUS NATURE SO THAT IT BECOMES UNHOLY ANY MORE THAN THE GOOD YOU COMMITTED BEFORE YOU WERE BORN AGAIN COULD CHANGE YOUR SINFUL NATURE AND MAKE YOU HOLY. IT'S LIKE A COIN. A COIN HAS TWO SIDES TO IT. IF YOU'RE GOING TO ACCEPT ONE SIDE, IF YOU'RE GOING TO ACCEPT THAT YOUR GOODNESS CAN'T CHANGE YOUR SINFUL NATURE, THEN YOU HAVE TO FLIP THAT THING OVER AND ACCEPT THE OPPOSITE TRUTH, AND THAT IS THAT YOUR SIN CAN'T CHANGE YOUR RIGHTEOUS NATURE ONCE YOU'VE BEEN BORN AGAIN. AND NOTICE IT SAYS HERE IN THE 22ND VERSE THAT YOU HAVE YOUR FRUIT UNTO HOLINESS AND THE END TO EVERLASTING LIFE. HOLINESS IS A FRUIT AND NOT A ROOT OF SALVATION. MAN, THAT IS HUGE. AND THIS IS EXACTLY WHAT FIRST JOHN IS TALKING ABOUT, ALL OF THOSE VERSES THAT I'VE BEEN DEALING WITH FOR THE LAST FEW DAYS. IT'S JUST SAYING THAT WHEN YOU TRULY ARE BORN AGAIN, THERE WILL BE FRUIT THAT COMES. YOU KNOW, JUST LIKE IF YOU PLANT A PLANT, NOT EVERY SEED IS GOING TO PRODUCE LIKE IF YOU PLANT A TOMATO SEED. NOT EVERY TOMATO SEED IS GOING TO PRODUCE THE EXACT SAME SIZE, THE EXACT SAME THING, BUT THEY WILL ALL BE TOMATOES. THE FRUIT WILL BE TOMATOES. AND LIKEWISE, IF YOU'VE GOT THE SEED OF GOD PLANTED ON THE INSIDE OF YOU, THERE IS A GROWTH PROCESS IN THE LORD. NOT EVERYBODY IS GOING TO BE AS FRUITFUL AS SOMEBODY ELSE. THE PARABLE THAT JESUS GAVE IN MARK CHAPTER 4 SHOWED THAT THERE WAS SOME 30, SOME 60, AND SOME 100-FOLD RETURN. AND SO THERE IS A GROWTH PROCESS, AND WE AREN'T ALL IDENTICAL, BUT IF YOU ARE TRULY BORN AGAIN, YOU SHOULD BE PRODUCING THE FRUIT OF HOLINESS THAT COMES OUT OF THAT. AND THERE'S A LOT OF PEOPLE THAT WILL JUST SIT THERE AND THEY'LL SAY, OH, YEAH, I'M BORN AGAIN AND I HAVE A RELATIONSHIP WITH GOD, AND YET THERE IS ZERO FRUIT OF IT. YOU KNOW, I HAD A MAN COME TO ME ONE TIME, AND HE CLAIMED TO BE A CHRISTIAN. AND ANYWAY, I WON'T GO INTO ALL THE DETAILS, BUT HE ACTUALLY SANG IN GOSPEL QUARTETS. HE WAS A LEADER IN THE CHRISTIAN REALM, BUT HE WAS ACTING VERY, VERY UNGODLY. AND uh, I HAD TALKED TO HIM ABOUT IT, AND ANYWAY, HE CAME AROUND THE CORNER ONE TIME, SAW ME. HE STARTED TO WALK AWAY, BUT THEN HE STOPPED, AND HE CAME UP, AND HE SAID, WAMAK, YOU DON'T THINK I'M SAVED, DO YOU? AND I SAID, YOU KNOW, I DON'T KNOW IF YOU'RE SAVED. I SAID, THAT'S BETWEEN YOU AND GOD. I CAN'T EVALUATE WHETHER YOU'RE SAVED, BUT I SAID, IF I WAS A FRUIT INSPECTOR, THERE'S NOT a fruit, ENOUGH FRUIT IN YOUR LIFE OF BEING SAVED TO CONVICT YOU. IF YOU WERE ARRESTED FOR BEING A CHRISTIAN, THERE WOULDN'T BE ENOUGH EVIDENCE TO CONVICT YOU. AND GOD USED THAT TO SHOW THIS MAN THAT HE DIDN'T REALLY HAVE A RIGHT RELATIONSHIP WITH GOD, AND HE GOT BORN AGAIN AND LATER ON WENT ON TO BE A PASTOR OF A CHURCH. BUT I'M SAYING THERE'S A LOT OF PEOPLE THAT JUST THINK THAT THEY'RE CHRISTIAN BECAUSE OF WHATEVER. I'VE ACTUALLY WITNESSED TO PEOPLE BEFORE AND SAY, ARE YOU A CHRISTIAN? AND THEY SAY, WELL, OF COURSE I AM. AND I SAY, how, HOW, WHY, WHAT MAKES YOU THINK YOU'RE A CHRISTIAN? AND I'VE HAD THEM PULL COINS OUT OF THEIR POCKET BEFORE AND SAY, RIGHT HERE, IT SAYS, IN GOD WE TRUST. <laughs> YOU ARE NOT A CHRISTIAN BECAUSE YOU HAVE A COIN IN YOUR POCKET THAT SAYS, IN GOD WE TRUST, OR YOU HAVE THAT PRINTED ON YOUR CURRENCY IN YOUR WALLET. YOU ARE NOT A CHRISTIAN BECAUSE YOU ARE A NON-BUDDHIST, A NON-MUSLIM, A NON-HARI KRISHNA, HARI LAM, OR SOMETHING LIKE THAT, AND as, BY DEFAULT, YOU'RE A CHRISTIAN. NO, THAT'S NOT SO. THE ONLY WAY YOU BECOME A CHRISTIAN IS TO DELIBERATELY, ON PURPOSE, PUT YOUR FAITH IN WHAT JESUS HAS DONE, AND YOU BELIEVE THAT GOD NOW LOVES YOU AND ACCEPTS YOU AND MOVES IN YOUR LIFE BECAUSE OF YOUR FAITH IN JESUS AND NOT FAITH IN YOURSELF.
AND THERE'S PEOPLE WATCHING THIS PROGRAM RIGHT NOW THAT YOU DON'T BELIEVE THAT. YOU HAVE JUST ASSUMED THAT YOU'RE A CHRISTIAN. YOUR PARENTS WERE A CHRISTIAN. DID YOU KNOW GOD DOESN'T HAVE ANY GRANDKIDS? THAT MEANS EVERY PERSON HAS TO HAVE THEIR OWN PERSONAL RELATIONSHIP WITH GOD. IT DOESN'T MATTER WHAT YOUR PARENTS OR YOUR GRANDPARENTS WERE LIKE OR WHAT YOUR FRIEND IS LIKE. DO YOU KNOW THE LORD? DO YOU KNOW HIM PERSONALLY? IF YOU DO, IT WILL CHANGE YOUR BEHAVIOR. NOW, AGAIN, THERE IS A GROWTH PROCESS. IT DOESN'T MEAN THAT JUST TOMORROW YOU'RE GOING TO BE A PERFECT PERSON AND YOU'RE GOING TO BE OVERCOMING ALL OF YOUR THINGS. BUT THE MOMENT YOU GET BORN AGAIN, YOU CHANGE ON THE INSIDE. AND A SEED, GOD'S SEED, WAS PLANTED IN YOUR HEART. AND IT'S JUST A MATTER OF TIME UNTIL IT STARTS GROWING AND PRODUCING FRUIT IN YOUR LIFE. THAT'S WHAT THIS IS SAYING. THAT BEING NOW MADE FREE FROM SIN AND YOU BECOME A SERVANT TO GOD, YOU HAVE YOUR FRUIT UNTO HOLINESS AND THE END, EVERLASTING LIFE. YOU WILL START SEEING HOLINESS REPRODUCED IN YOU. THE THINGS THAT YOU USED TO DO WHERE YOU WERE LIVING IN SIN AND ENJOYING LIVING IN SIN, IT WILL CHANGE. YOUR HEART WILL CHANGE. AND YOU WILL START PRODUCING FRUIT OF HOLINESS IN YOUR LIFE. YOU KNOW, I JUST KNOW IN MY HEART RIGHT NOW THAT THERE ARE PEOPLE LISTENING TO ME THAT YOU HAVE JUST KIND OF ACCEPTED THAT YOU'RE A CHRISTIAN, BUT YOU HAVEN'T TRULY MADE A COMMITMENT OF YOUR LIFE TO THE LORD. YOU THINK, WELL, I GO TO CHURCH. ISN'T THAT ENOUGH? NO, THAT'S NOT ENOUGH. DID YOU KNOW SITTING IN A CHURCH WON'T MAKE YOU A CHRISTIAN ANY MORE THAN SITTING IN A GARAGE WOULD MAKE YOU A CAR? IF YOU'RE A CAR, YOU OUGHT TO GET IN A GARAGE FOR YOUR OWN PROTECTION. IF YOU'RE A CHRISTIAN, YOU OUGHT TO GO TO CHURCH. BUT GOING TO CHURCH DOESN'T MAKE YOU A CHRISTIAN. JUST ACCEPTING A CERTAIN STANDARD OF uh, BELIEF SYSTEMS DOESN'T MAKE YOU A CHRISTIAN. IT'S ALL ABOUT A PERSONAL RELATIONSHIP WITH JESUS. JESUS PAID FOR YOUR SINS, AND HE WANTS TO CHANGE YOU AT THE HEART LEVEL. THAT'S WHAT HE SAID, THAT YOU MUST BE BORN AGAIN. YOU WERE BORN INTO THIS PHYSICAL WORLD. YOU HAVE TO BE BORN INTO A RELATIONSHIP WITH GOD. IT'S NOT JUST ACKNOWLEDGING GOD. THE BIBLE SAYS IN JAMES CHAPTER 2 AND VERSE 19, YOU BELIEVE THAT THERE'S ONE GOD? YOU DO WELL. THE DEVILS ALSO BELIEVE AND TREMBLE. BUT WON'T YOU KNOW, O VAIN MAN, THAT FAITH WITHOUT WORKS IS DEAD? THAT IS A REALLY SARCASTIC STATEMENT. IT'S JUST BASICALLY SAYING, YOU BELIEVE THAT THERE'S A GOD? WELL, YOU HADN'T DONE ANYTHING THE DEVIL HASN'T DONE. THE DEVIL BELIEVES, AND HE EVEN TREMBLES AT THE NAME OF GOD. IT'S NOT A MATTER OF JUST ACKNOWLEDGING THAT HE EXISTS. IT'S A MATTER OF COMMITTING YOUR LIFE TO HIM, SUBMITTING YOUR LIFE TO HIM, TURNING YOUR LIFE OVER. IT SAYS IN ROMANS CHAPTER 10, VERSE 9, IF YOU WILL CONFESS WITH YOUR MOUTH THE LORD JESUS AND BELIEVE IN YOUR HEART THAT GOD RAISED HIM FROM THE DEAD, YOU SHALL BE SAVED. YOU HAVE TO MAKE JESUS YOUR LORD. THAT DOESN'T MEAN THAT YOU'RE PROMISING THAT I'LL NEVER MAKE ANOTHER MISTAKE, I'LL NEVER SIN AGAIN, BECAUSE YOU CAN'T FULFILL THAT. BUT YOU DO HAVE TO BE WILLING TO GIVE CONTROL OF YOUR LIFE TO HIM. NOW, HE'S GRACIOUS, AND WHEN WE MESS UP, he's, HE'S KIND AND GRACIOUS TO US, AND THERE'S LOVE AND MERCY FROM GOD, BUT A PERSON WHO HAS NEVER MADE JESUS THEIR LORD, HAS NEVER WANTED HIM TO DOMINATE AND CONTROL THEM. THEY ARE JUST GOING TO USE HIM AS A FIRE INSURANCE POLICY SO THAT I WON'T GO TO HELL, BUT I'LL GO TO HEAVEN. BUT WHILE I'M HERE, I'M GOING TO LIVE LIKE THE DEVIL. I'M GOING TO ENJOY WHATEVER I WANT. WELL, I DOUBT SERIOUSLY THAT YOU'VE EVER BEEN BORN AGAIN. WHEN YOU GET BORN AGAIN, THERE IS A CHANGE THAT'S TAKEN PLACE, AND THAT'S WHAT THIS IS TALKING ABOUT. YOU ARE NOW MADE FREE FROM SIN. 
and you have your fruit unto holiness. There is a change that takes place in your life. Christianity is a relationship with the Lord, not just a set of do's and don'ts, not just a dogma. Did you know that there's religions in this world? The Muslims, they have all of these doctrines. They pray five times a day. They go through all of these things, but they don't have a relationship. You know, I've had Mormons, I've had Jehovah Witnesses and people like that come by my house, and they have doctrines, and they can argue things with you. But you know what I do? Every time I turn it around to a relationship, and I start saying, man, I know that God is real because He's alive. He speaks to me, and I start telling them the things that He's done in my life, how He's touched me, and without exception, you can shut those people down because they don't have a relationship. They got a doctrine. They got a dogma, but they don't have a relationship. True Christianity is all about relationship with God, not just rules. It's, it's a person. SALVATION IS A PERSON. IT'S JESUS COMING AND LIVING ON THE INSIDE OF YOU. AND WHEN THAT HAPPENS, HE CHANGES YOU. AND THERE IS FRUIT THAT HAPPENS. AGAIN, WE ARE IN THE PROCESS OF GROWING, AND IT'S NOT LIKE AUTOMATIC, INSTANTANEOUS FRUIT, BUT THERE IS A PROCESS THAT BEGINS. That begins. AND I KNOW THAT THERE'S PEOPLE WATCHING RIGHT NOW. I'M KIND OF OFF OF WHERE I WAS, AND I BELIEVE THAT THE LORD HAS LED ME OVER HERE TO TALK TO SOME PEOPLE THAT you, YOU PROFESS YOURSELF TO BE A CHRISTIAN, BUT THERE IS NO REAL CHANGE IN YOUR HEART. YOU HAVEN'T BEEN BORN AGAIN. YOU AREN'T CHANGED ON YOUR CORE LEVEL. YOU ARE TRYING TO CHANGE YOUR BEHAVIOR. YOU'RE INTO BEHAVIOR MODIFICATION, AND YOU'RE TRYING TO ADAPT YOUR PERFORMANCE TO A CERTAIN SET OF RULES. BUT THAT'S NOT THE WAY THAT TRUE CHRISTIANITY IS. TRUE, true CHRISTIANITY ISN'T JUST CHANGING YOUR BEHAVIOR OUT HERE. IT'S CHANGING YOUR HEART. AND ONCE YOUR HEART CHANGES, THEN YOUR BEHAVIOR CHANGES AS THE BYPRODUCT OF RELATIONSHIP WITH GOD, NOT THE WAY TO GET RELATIONSHIP WITH GOD. THERE'S A HUGE DIFFERENCE BETWEEN THOSE THINGS. AND I KNOW THAT THERE'S PEOPLE WATCHING THIS PROGRAM RIGHT NOW THAT YOU JUST... YOU KNOW THAT THERE'S A GOD. YOU BELIEVE THAT JESUS IS THE SON OF GOD, BUT YOU'VE LIVED YOUR LIFE INDEPENDENT OF HIM, AND GOD IS SPEAKING TO YOU THROUGH ME AND TELLING YOU THAT YOU CAN HAVE THIS RELATIONSHIP. IT'S JUST LIKE THAT VERSE SAYS, ROMANS 10, 9, ALL YOU HAVE TO DO IS CONFESS WITH YOUR MOUTH THAT JESUS IS YOUR LORD. MEAN IT IN YOUR HEART. IT'S NOT JUST MAGIC. YOU DON'T JUST SAY THE WORDS. YOU MEAN IT. THE NEXT VERSE SAYS, FOR WITH THE HEART MAN BELIEVES AND WITH THE MOUTH CONFESSION IS MADE. YOU GOT TO SAY IT WITH YOUR MOUTH, BUT MEAN IT FROM YOUR HEART. AND IF YOU WILL DO THAT AND BELIEVE THAT JESUS ROSE FROM THE DEAD, THEN YOU SHALL BE SAVED. GOD WILL COME ON THE INSIDE OF YOU AND YOU'LL BE A CHANGED PERSON. YOU KNOW, WE'VE GOT A NUMBER ON YOUR SCREEN RIGHT THERE, AND WE'VE GOT PEOPLE STANDING BY RIGHT NOW THAT WOULD LOVE TO PRAY WITH YOU. AND IF YOU HAVE ANY QUESTIONS, THEY CAN ANSWER THEM, BUT THEY CAN PRAY WITH YOU. THEY CAN TELL YOU EXACTLY WHAT YOU NEED TO DO TO MAKE THIS RELATIONSHIP WITH JESUS A REALITY IN YOUR LIFE. SO PLEASE CALL THAT NUMBER THAT YOU SEE ON YOUR SCREEN. AND IF YOU DON'T KNOW THE LORD PERSONALLY, JUST TELL THEM THAT YOU WANT TO PRAY WITH THEM AND RECEIVE A PERSONAL RELATIONSHIP WITH JESUS. IT WILL CHANGE YOUR LIFE. THANK YOU FOR JOINING US ON TODAY'S BROADCAST OF THE GOSPEL TRUTH AND A VERY HEARTFELT THANK YOU TO ALL WHO SOW INTO ANDREW WOMACK MINISTRIES. YOUR GENEROSITY SUPPORTS THE SHARING OF GOD'S UNCONDITIONAL LOVE AND GRACE TO HIS KIDS ALL OVER THE GLOBE. BECAUSE OF YOU, 
people are getting free resources and their lives are being changed, you really are making a difference. If you're not already a Grace Partner, we ask you to pray about becoming one today. Andrew's teaching titled, The War Is Over, is available in a CD album recorded live from a Gospel Truth seminar or in a DVD album made from our daily television broadcast. You can also get this teaching as a book or study guide in either English or Spanish. Or you can get the War Is Over package, which includes your choice of either the CD or DVD album, the book and the study guide. This package has a catalog value of $85, but you can get it today for only $60. The individual audio CD highlighted in today's broadcast is available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give, but if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide today's teaching free of charge. Our helpline number is 719-635-1111. If the lines are busy, remember, you can order ministry materials or become a Grace Partner 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at awmi.net. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. I'd like to encourage you to call in and I know that God is speaking to many, many people, and you may have had the Lord touch you today. And if you just need somebody to touch and agree with you, the Scripture says, if any two of you agree touching anything that they ask, it shall be done for them of my Father. So we have these people, I mean powerful people who love God and are equipped in the Word of God. They're there to pray with you and help you. The number is 719-635-1111. At 719-635-1111. Thanks to the support of our friends and partners, Karis Bible College is able to reach more people with the gospel than ever before through the continued expansion of our Phase Two building project. For the latest information on the Phase 2 construction update, go to awmi.net. Thanks to the friends and partners of Andrew Womack Ministries, Karis Bible College is raising up more disciples than ever before on the sanctuary property. But what if you can't make it to Colorado? Being a stay-at-home mom with three kids, it would not be possible for me to pack up and move to Colorado. I knew God wanted me to go to Bible college. I made up my mind and said to God, I said, I know I'm going, whether it's Colorado or wherever. Is there an option for you? With over 70 campus locations around the world, there is a place for you to begin your journey. If that seed's there and you've got something close to you like we do here, You've got to go for it. More than likely, God's already speaking to you about going to Karis Bible College. You just need to make the step. You will never, ever regret going to an extension school. It will change your life forever. Join the Karis community of like-minded believers by discovering a campus location near you at karisbiblecollege.org. 
I'd like to invite you to come to our campus days. We'll have all of our instructors ministering. We will have fellowship time together. There'll be questions and answers. And it's an opportunity for you to just come check out not only the spiritual things, but the facilities here. We have one of the most beautiful campuses in the world. If you can't relate to God and find God through the surroundings, then the Word that we share will definitely bring you to another level. It'll be an awesome time right here in Woodland Park. Bring Karis with you wherever you go with our new Karis app. Free to download, the Karis app allows you to easily access everything Karis Bible College has to offer in one place. Receive exclusive grace content and explore unique Karis features. Watch or listen to archived resources and teachings. Follow along with the Bible reading plan or listen to the audio Bible. The Karis app brings everything in one place. Download your app today.